0: Hi everyone, I am back and today we are having, not having, we are doing a work Q&A. So in this podcast episode, I'm just going to be answering some questions that you kindly sent me about having a small business and having a creative business, that kind of thing. So let's get into it. Here's the first question. I would love to know all about your experience with starting a small business, things like creating a website, which providers you use to be able to keep prices so affordable, your process to make sure no orders are left off, etc. One thing that I feel quite daunting about starting a small business is working out the taxes side of things, I'd have no clue where to start. So right away I'll just say, as for taxes, completely honest with you here, I have an accountant and have had one since I registered my business. This is because I am absolutely terrible at maths and I want to make sure I'm doing things correctly um, and not messing up any of the numbers. So for me, it's worth paying for an accountant because it takes away the anxiety of dealing with the numbers and the accounts and everything. As for taxes, I'm not sure what country you're in, but in the UK, it really depends on how much you're making and if it's like a hobby or You know there's different limits so don't worry about taxes yet if you are just starting have a look through the guidelines and see what's going on and even speak to someone who knows what they're doing as for like an accountant or someone financial who can give you that advice on guidelines and limits um with taxes and things like that. When starting a business, I think you have to gauge interest first and see what's going on before you get to the point of worrying about taxes. So I think stay educated on that, but don't freak yourself out because there is help out there and people who do this as a job who can advise you on certain things. As for creating a website and which providers I use and with the order system, I use Big Cartel. I think I pay nineteen ninety nine in dollars every month and I've used them since starting my shop. So lucky for me, which I'm forever grateful for, I had a small following before I started my online shop so I could direct people directly to my store. I know some people use providers like Etsy, which means you might be found by a kind of wider audience um, rather than a specific shop that you have to link people to. So with Big Cartel, when we tick off orders, that means they're done, so it's a pretty easy system. We get the order, package it when it's been sent, take it off the list, and it keeps a log of what has been sent and what hasn't. Now, about the providers I use and how I'm able to keep prices so affordable, I'm not sure if you're talking about the admin side or the product side, but as for products, because I'm ordering a larger quantity, um, about 100 or more of each item, that keeps the quantity down, and it's also years of finding the suppliers that are right for me and that I now have like an ongoing relationship with. I also choose to take less money from my profits, so that means I can keep the prices of things low. For example, I would rather sell a print for £4 and it be available to more people than to sell it for £10 and it be less accessible to people. That's just my personal business approach, and I think with this, and I'm probably going to repeat myself, so I do apologise, but I think that with business you have to approach things from the way you want to do it. And although I can advise on certain things, like in this podcast, it all depends on what you want your business kind of ethos to be. So for example, the providers I use might not suit you if you're just starting out, you don't want to buy 100 t-shirts, You have to kind of source things your way and do things within your budget and within your range of, you know, how you feel about a business. How do you want to run it? What kind of products do you want to include? What is affordable? All these things you need to think about. But I would definitely recommend speaking to people that can advise you on the taxes, thinking if you even need a website, because I know you mentioned creating a website, you might not need one right now. Gauge in the interest and just be sensible. I know it's a boring answer, but just be sensible I would say overall my experience with starting a small business was improved massively by the fact that I had my dad To talk me through things um, he didn't know stuff about like online retail But he had a business of his own so he could help me with some of the things like the you know like worrying about the financial stuff like limits and taxes and all these things um, and also profit margins and and the kind of basic elements of business and also to be someone I could talk to like if I was stressed about it too so my experience with starting my business was a really fun time um, and I don't regret anything I did it's just a constant learning process and you will find that you kind of develop your own way of working and over time, you might make mistakes, but the most important thing is be sensible, so even if you make a mistake, it's not going to leave you too broke or too stressed. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but let's do another question. How do you choose what products stay or go with a small business? So, I just, I never get rid of something if I haven't sold it, because I feel that's wasteful. Sorry if I'm misunderstanding the question, but... I put things on the shop, and then if they sell slowly, I'll just maybe reduce them a bit because it's not good to just have those products lying around when people might want them for a slightly cheaper price Um, and I don't actually restock anything apart from one keyring on my shop so once things are sold out, they go as I was just saying with the previous question, that's all up to you and if you wanted to run a small business where you stock the same thing over and over that's also totally great. It just depends on how you want to approach things. hope I answered your question there. How do you make your cute tissue paper for packaging? So I use Noissue and I don't know if I would recommend them because I find them very 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 expensive but the tissue is of a good quality, it's just pricey. But as people like it, I'll keep it in the orders. Um, but yeah, go check them out and see if it works for you because it might, I just, I don't know, I I might hunt for an alternative. Just a word of warning about this, I think sometimes there's these companies that look really cool and they've got like really cool marketing and they're there to kind of appeal to maybe like our demographic but they're not always the best suppliers and sometimes you'll find the best product from like a random supplier who you have to email and they don't have a cool website but the prices will be lower or the quality of the item will be better or the range will be better and all these things are so important so what I would say is don't get distracted by like pretty marketing baby pink website or any of those things from a supplier after all it's just tissue paper and sometimes I think the more cool the company looks the more dubious I am because that usually puts the price up a bit because they're like trendy So, I might sound like a, I don't know, what's the word, cynical old person by saying that, but trust me on that. Shop around. How do you advertise your business and get your name out there? Well, as for advertising, I think the most I've ever spent on an actual advert was a £10 Facebook one because I wanted to see how it worked, and it didn't work that great. But, I would say right now, you have to utilise social media, and although... Obviously there's some difficulties, I'm looking at you, Instagram. You have this whole thing available to you free of charge and I think that is your way to advertise, especially if you're on a budget like me, you can't pay for advertising and I think social media is the most effective way. Now there's no surefire way of getting your name out there or becoming popular or any of these things, it really is luck. and. Some people work super, super, super hard and are making the most beautiful work, but their work isn't seen for whatever reason. And I think it's important to remember that the numbers are not actually a reflection of your worth as a creative person, an artist, whatever. The only thing you can do, and the thing that will serve you best, is be authentic and be yourself. Create work or products or whatever that are honest and that you believe in and don't change for anyone else just because something is trending doesn't mean you should do it so to get your name out there in an organic way to create authentically i would just say just be honest and it's, ha- it's hard to explain what i mean but i think there's a temptation to do what is popular or to do what is in but those people won't stick around with you it's about creating a kind of version of yourself online that reflects your real self and that people can engage with. Something truthful, just be truthful with your business and with your creativity. In this world, unless you are paying like big books for advertising, no one can say something is definitely going to get you followers or orders or any of that, but people do see through fakeness and just be yourself. What is the best and worst part about owning a small business? I think the best part is having the freedom to choose if I want to work some days and other days maybe not. Um, Some days I have really bad like, headachy days or chronic pain days and I just cannot work. And some days I just need a break for my head. And it's possible to do that to an extent if you have full control over your small business. I would say the worst part is maybe that people can sometimes expect from you what they get from bigger businesses and huge corporations like Amazon. For example, people expect things to be shipped very quickly. Um, This is like 1% of people by the way, most people are so lovely and understanding but sometimes you get one person that can be really cruel and expect a lot from you. And maybe get angry at you. And I think that's the worst thing because it can really bring you down. I mean, personally, I'm super sensitive. And if I get a nasty email, you know, complaints are fine. But when someone is genuinely like being cruel, it really hurts. Because there's no one else in the business. It's just you. And you just have to take that. And that can be really hard. So I think you have to be strong to deal with that. Because it feels so personal too. If it's your small business, then it's like they're attacking you. Um, but over time, I've kind of learned to deal with it better and to be a bit more understanding that sometimes people have bad days and sometimes, you know, sometimes maybe people are off and that doesn't actually reflect them as a person. And even if it does, I can only do my best and go to sleep knowing, like, I've been a nice person that day. Like, that, I just aim for that, really, in business and just in life in general, I guess. I would say that another good part, by the way, is... Like being able to connect with people through my business because I don't really find it easy to make friends or be social. But just a few nice emails and like to interact with people and to make a parcel that's like for someone's friend who's just had a baby and needs cheering up or anything like that is really special to me. So I really love that too. I will say though, having my small business makes my life a million times better and. It is like half of me or more and it means so much to me and every little message I get and just everything about it I am so thankful for and I really am grateful that people choose to support me so although there are hard elements you know here and there overall it just makes me so happy and I think it's one of the best parts of my life and has been for seven years six or seven years now um so I love it How do you choose what gets made into a project? Example, print, wall hanging and what stays in your sketchbook. So for example, I'll just give you a real life example because I feel like it will explain it better. But I'll kind of just make stuff. And then sometimes you get this feeling when you're like, yep, love that. Or if I've posted something and people have been like, oh my god, I love this. Please make it a print. Obviously, if there's enough people, I'll try and do that. But then today I was just sitting there doodling, I had these scans of this watercolour painting and what I did is got the dimensions of a bookmark and decided to make them into a bookmark. So I've recently sold out of one of the bookmarks I've been selling so I thought that would be a perfect opportunity to do a new bookmark. And from that the design kind of flowed and then I just placed the order, so in that sense I sometimes do things really spontaneously and you just get this urge to create based on a product. So if it's like, right, I need to design a lanyard, I'll check out the supplier's colours of lanyards and then I'll design for that specification and play around with it until it works. And then other times I'll just go with my instinct or get inspired by a certain piece. Um, So yeah, those are kind of my two avenues for deciding what gets made into an actual product. How can I help my business survive through what's going on in the world with Covid etc? Now here I am, I'm gonna sound so boring again but I am a Virgo and I just have to say just be sensible. So I think there's a few things you can do, obviously this is just my opinion but I will first talk about if you already have a business number one thing you can do is look at your bills look at your expenses see what's going out and what you pay for so for example for me i recently got an ipad which has changed how i create because it's so easy to just chill and draw and i'm in love with it Um, but i realized i was still paying 30 pound or thereabouts a month for creative cloud some adobe thing because i used to use illustrator on my laptop now i use um, procreate on my ipad so saw that bill go out got rid of it i realized i had i had a few other things like that zoom was costing me about the same amount every month i got rid of that i know it's scary sometimes looking at your accounts and going through the bills but it's so important and there might be things that you're paying for that you don't need to i even had like a few domains i wanted to get rid of and although it's a hassle like to go through all the unsubscribing and the cancelling and all those things. It will be worth it because you will be saving yourself money every month, which is so important right now when small businesses aren't making enough each month. You have to lower your outgoings if you can. Next, if you have a small business, have a look at the stock you have. The other month, I think it was, or the other week, I was looking in our like, stockroom bit where we do the orders, and do you know what, there were so many bits I'd never put on for sale, they will just sit in there. Rather than stock, like let's think of it in terms of that's money you've paid for that stock and it's just there, it might not be on your shop, people might not even know about it. So this is a good time to see if you have any old stock that's not online, not available, to maybe post about that and make it available, even for a discounted price. I'd also say in relation to this, have you got any misprints or seconds by seconds, I mean items that are slightly slightly not as you wanted them, you know, like maybe something that's printed slightly off, something like that, have a look at those, see if you've got any of those and offer them for a super discounted price just to get the ball rolling and someone can buy it and treat themselves to something lovely and then you have also created some income to keep you going in these hard times. Now, if you haven't started a business but you're thinking about it and you're concerned about COVID etc., to be completely honest with you, when the lockdowns and everything were happening, people were very supportive of small businesses, which was absolutely amazing. But then, as a the financial situation became harder for everyone, people couldn't spend as much money. Totally understand that. We all went through that to a degree. So right now, I've had one of my friends close her business because she couldn't survive anymore with her small business, so she has now got another job and had to close it. Um, I have friends who have had difficult times with their business and are really worried about it and although I've had a good month this month with my sale and everything and every order is so important to me, I must, must express that to you some months are harder at the minute and you really have to be sensible yes it is boring advice, it might not be cool advice, just be sensible when I say sensible I mean if you are looking to start a business You don't have to have a shop that you pay for if you don't need one. Sell stuff over message, you know? You don't have to invest in 100 t-shirts. Try something small and DIY. Start in your budget and don't risk investing money in things that you're not sure you can sell because it is not worth it right now to take these risks. Obviously, if you do have plenty of money spare and you are comfortable with doing that, then... Obviously that is your decision to make, but I think we all need to be sensible and just make sure you're not putting yourself in a bad situation. Um, It's good to take risks sometimes, but I think when your money is involved, just be really careful with it. The first products I did were like printed out with a printer at uni and they were dead cheap to make and dead cheap to sell, but that's what started me off. I only moved to t-shirts when I knew that I'd be able to sell them because it's a big responsibility to take. And I just use that as an example there because there's so many things you can DIY at home. There's like all this information on Google on how to make stuff. You might even have like a specialized creative skill that you could use like printing or anything like that. Think of these DIY ways to start rather than going all in to begin with. So that is my business in the time of COVID advice. How do I start a small business? Well, you just start, but like I said in a few other questions, just be sensible. You don't have to go in, all in. And also I think it's important to say there is no shame in having like a job alongside a small business. I know we are in the generation of girl boss, but it doesn't have to be that way and it is much less risky if you just do it as a kind of hobby to begin with and then when it gets more serious, obviously do things correctly and take the right steps um to make sure your business is legit i'm going to summarize this start small is my number one point don't feel the pressure to order like a million things and to like be full on and have everything printed and customized to begin with start diy please this is the best advice i could give you diy is the way to go doing things yourself and making things at home rather than getting someone else to do it or having a supplier or many suppliers will keep your costs down and in turn that will keep the risk down for you as well so there'll be less to lose if unfortunately it doesn't work how you hope it would. Number two, I would say utilise social media. Number three, be yourself, be truthful, think about what you would like to do, what you would love to do and don't base it on anyone else, do it for and from yourself, just be honest in what you create and in your small business. Now I'm going to leave this podcast here, I really hope that was helpful, I love talking to you as always and I really just love making this podcast so thank you for allowing me to do that. I will speak to you soon and have a great week. Thank you for listening. Bye.